Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. The couples are nearing the end of their switch therapy experiment, but things are really heating up both physically and emotionally. We are talking about it on after buzzes after show for seven year switch don't go anywhere you're tuned in to after buzz tv the espn of tv talk now let the buzz i'm feeling these lights i'm honestly loving (laughs) welcome to after buzz's after show for seven year switch it is so nice for everyone um, to be... Wow, these lights are really, like, killing me a little bit. Okay, um, if for those of you who are just joining us, welcome. We are at full capacity this week because Sean is back in studio. Um, so, if you don't know, I'm your host, Caroline Fair, and I'm so excited to be talking about this episode, Close Encounters, who are my lovely co-hosts. I am Sean Paul Payton. <laughs> And hello, I'm Ashley Lauren, and this is a great song that we opened up to. Just salt well, and pepper, classic. Always, um, always pro song. I don't. It like kind of relates in my mind to the episode. Um, and before we talk about why, let's just talk. We're gonna briefly let's just talk about sex. Uh, no, <laughs> no, Ashley. <laughs> Focus. Okay. Oh, sorry. Focus. All right, so we're going to reel it back in. We're going to reel it back in. So on today's after show, we are going to be talking about are the dreams that these contestants have really meeting um, a realistic expectation. Um, we're going to be talking about the intimacy exercises that they do. Also, uprising conflicts that are definitely in the future. And we're going to be making our predictions, um, of course. And also... Uh, Ashley and Sean don't know this, but I have a very special intimacy exercise for them to do later. So stay tuned for that. Um, But obviously, let's start off with what our initial reactions were from this episode because... Actually, you know what, Sean? Why don't you take the wheel on this one? Because you weren't here last week. Coming off of what you saw last week and Mm -hmm. then this week, what are your feelings on how switch therapy is going so far? I'm I'm starting to have more faith in it because in the beginning I was really skeptical having not seen the, the, the actual show too much and, and having not yeah. really heard of this before. But the more I watch it, the more I can actually see growth of the, of the, the couples. And they're for the most part, they're realizing that this is not to tear them apart from their, their original spouse, but to actually help them get more comfortable with communication, which I think is the main issue that a lot of relationships have. Mm-hmm. Ashley, what are your thoughts? I think it's it's going into it, I thought, what a crazy, weird thing. But I knew I was going to love it. I totally <laughs> see the purpose. I see, how, I see how it can work, and I understand why it is that it would work. Okay. Um, I'm still not sold on the idea. Mm-hmm. I genuinely think the individual's mm-hmm. And the lessons they're learning are beneficial. I just don't know if switch therapy is 
as many of them have claimed the last ditch effort. Hmm. Um, I don't know if they necessarily needed to be put in this type of environment to see or to learn tactics on how to work through their relationship. It is pretty radical. It, it Just bringing in a third party still confuses me, but I, w- I was really interested um, to see if we were going to have confrontation between the actual spouses and the real spouses, and I think that's something... Well, the actual spouses and the real spouses. I meant the actual spouses and the switch therapy spouse. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I think that'll be next. We'll yeah. see more of that yeah. next week. We got a little... Gl- yeah, thanks yeah. a lot, guys. <laughs> it worked, though. Yeah, because I'm so engaged and really want to know what is going to go down because there were tears. There was a there was some, like, crafty editing going on that made it look egos, like... Though. Yeah, there were some egos and egos. made it look like somebody was about to get duped in the hopefully, face. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, Bobby Reese remembers, though. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Oh, you're... Ego is not your amigo. Hopefully right. oh, he remembers great... that or just knows it or I don't know. Maybe embraces at it. that moment I speak through him. I don't know. Because <laughs> that could get him in some trouble. Cause that's the we're talking about why this thing, why switch therapy works uh-huh. and why it doesn't. I think that, yeah, egos and like emotions running strong and having like um, guilt. I'm not guilt. Um, jealousy. Right. I think that could be something how it's working, but it's not going to be for the long haul. I mm-hmm. think that you were talking about the communication aspect. I think that that is one reason why this actually can work and for the mm-hmm. long run. Absolutely. And Reese, he just he seems like he wants to get so physical just after seeing a little bit of what Bobby did. And uh ego. Yeah. It's not uh, even what Bobby did though. It's just what it's Bobby just, said. It was his perception of what Bobby did. And also since what Reese is the since his Reese is the you know, the the peace the peacemaker, whatever his, his thing is, but yeah. his you know, he's very much is wants to protect what he and Diane have. Which mm-hmm. is really which is obviously very sweet and endearing. Yeah. He's doing that. So he felt attacked. Well, let's talk about let's what is wow, now every single time I say let's talk about it's, <laughs> it's just gonna head. be in my head. Um not even gonna indulge myself. So let's discuss um what I think is really the crux of this episode, which is the relationship experts come onto the scene and they're like, Hey, we're gonna give you a spouse that um you think is your dream match. They are going to have all the characteristics that your dream husband or or your dream wife would embody. Um, But let's talk about if that's actually meeting their expectations and if it's realistic because as we see, a lot of them begin to realize the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Right. So what are you feeling? Do you think some of them are going to reach that conclusion like in this, I they think, did in this episode so. or in the future. I think that certain. I think what it also comes down to is I think the ones who are seeing what it is that they want in a spouse are the people who tend to be a little bit more chill and relaxed, and again, mm-hmm. somebody else who kind of is who, who mirrors that in them. Okay, which I think is wonderful. And then the problem that could happen there is when it comes to like 
you know, paying bills or something that's more yeah. real worldy than mm-hmm. what they're experiencing in this little honeymoon period. Right, because yeah, that's, that's the point. problem with yeah. right now is they're they're just trapped in the honeymoon and they don't really get. They're the, like, I'm chill, you're chill, we're chill. They, that they, type A, type A, then it's like, yeah, too many A's. Right, and they don't get the chance <laughs> to get out of that. And that that is funny, the yeah. whole type A thing. So if type um, A is meeting type A, yeah. they're not really getting the chance to even see the fun part because they were so focused on that, the structure. But bringing this. it back to science, ladies and gentlemen, when you put in batteries, you can't have a type A and a type A facing the same way. It has to be type A and type B. <laughs> I think that's right, right? I, I don't even that. know. I don't even Thank know. Thank you. Thank you, Sean. <laughs> I'm like, yes. Somebody out there in the YouTube comments, please clarify for us because we're just <laughs> not scientifically yeah. gifted here. Um, but I think it's it was really interesting and most profound moment for me in this episode was when Rosalind said, yeah, so Reese is really attractive, but I know he's not somebody I would want in a spouse. And so that was her realizing. That's good. I actually want to work on things with Bobby. So the stakes, which is what Charles J. Orlando always says, the stakes is your real relationship. Mm -hmm. The stakes for Rosalind are too high to lose Bobby. And so after seeing how Reese actually mirrors Bobby's behavior by Mm -hmm. closing off, she's like, all right, I'm not down with this for Reese, but I will try for Bobby. And that's good. It's good that she had that realization because like like I was saying in the beginning, she's one of those one of the people in this episode that realizes what the purpose of this whole experiment is for. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, it didn't seem like she necessarily got somebody though who is what she wants in a partner. That's, so I kind of feel like she got a little bit of I a, think Rosalind definitely got I mean, jet. She got a very a very attractive man. I'll I'll give her that much. But <laughs> she didn't get Beyond, that. I think we all can uh, agree that Reese is a very <laughs> Let's attractive just put it man. Out there. The man but is really so good looking. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Diane, killing it. Um, I just like picture them watching this. If they do, I, that's awesome. So guys, and um, I'm so sorry. I like don't mean to infringe on your relationship. But then again, you were on seven year switch, so whatever. Um, moving on. Who else do we think has? made a declaration that they're not really into their switch partner. Tony. Yup. Tony's <laughs> like, oh my god, Angela has never seemed... The grass is so green and vibrant over there. Mm-hmm. And Poor nothing th- against Angela. I think Angela... No, Ken- and Kenya Kenya is wonderful in, in her own way, of course, but... She's putting up a lot of walls. A lot of walls. Like She's where like the, Alcatraz. Okay. It's like really hard to, like, you know, get the references. That. And, and, and <laughs> gotta the, write these down. And the thing with me for for Kenya is like, it just I just wonder how much her religion has to do with those walls, and like, like do you if think she, she's using it as an excuse? I, that's what I'm not sure about. But I just wonder like how much that's impacting her decisions. Well, initially I thought it was religion based, and then yeah. you know, Tony asked a really interesting question. Who are you more forgiving of, Charles or your father? And she said, hands down, my dad. Mm -hmm. And so she then continues to say having a tumultuous relationship with her father has made her hard. It's been hard to open up. And I'm beginning to think maybe that's why her walls are so constantly up. Mm, But. That's I definitely got to be more. Also, though, we tend to, something that we do as humans, we tend to 
look for a partner who maybe mirrors or is similar to one of our primary caretakers going up. And also because then when we get... Yeah, you mentioned this last week, when, I think. Even though we don't get what we want, we get what we're used to, so it meets our, our, our version of reality. But what's weird about that is, um, you know, Kenya makes it very clear Charles has changed. And Tony was saying, well, if you want to be with him you need to be able to accept that there's yeah. change and she's like yo I didn't sign up for change I'm, but that's marriage that, so maybe she really is looking for what she knows and she only wants what she knows I like, wonder what brought up that change though in Charles because like as I watched this episode I started to feel more sympathy towards Charles mm-hmm. than I had in previous episodes Okay, because it felt like towards the end he was really showing some sort of growth just in like him I don't know what it was. It was like I could see that like he was legitimately happy in this episode. And I don't know why I hadn't... Like, I had seen him be geeky. I, I'd seen him be geeked <laughs> out before, but for some reason it seemed like he was just learning something about, I don't know, about forgiveness and understanding. I, I, I don't know what somebody it was. Will, not only, somebody will not only allow, but appreciate him. That's what it actually is. Actually who he is. He's yeah. finally feeling seen and heard. Right. So I think from what we're ga- or what I'm gathering right now is the only two people who have adamantly, you know, put their foot down and are like switch spouse, you're great, but not for me ultimately are Tony and Rosalind. Mm-hmm. Um I think that with Angela and Charles, it'll be really interesting to see where their relationship goes because initially I thought Angela was just as into Charles as Charles was into Angela. But I actually think that Angela is missing Tony because um, – and we'll talk about this a little bit later when conflicts come up. But Mm -hmm. it looks like Angela is almost giving giving Charles, like, farewell advice. Like, I wish Mm. nothing but the best for you because I want you to be happy. But nowhere in that statement – does she say, I'm a part of that happiness? Yeah. So I think that she actually is really missing Tony, which leads me to think that Angela and Tony, they're in it. They're in it to win it. And they want they want to stay they want to be together, which is hopefully the case. I think that certain people like I do think that I think that like Diane got the benefit of switch therapy right away. I feel like she instantly she's one I think she was she was one of the first to embrace and accept and be like, oh, I get it. Like, mm-hmm. challenge, accept it, and I won. So I think that they're going to be good, and I think... You think Diane and Reese think, are going I, to be good? I think and, that they're going to be good, and I think that... I'm on the fence, though, with... I, th- I think I see what you mean, though, with, with Tony and and Angela. But I think that she's feeling Charles, too, though. She goes back and forth a lot. Like, she's, yeah, she's I, feeling him, then she's not, and then she's feeling him. And it definitely, when he revealed... It was revealed that he t- had cheated... That made a big difference and kind of took her back a bit. But then I think from that little divot, they've they got even they got, they, their whole thing got deeper. Well, we're I gonna do talk. Agree. We're gonna talk about that when it comes to the intimacy exercise sure. because I honestly thought um, lines were going to be crossed. But before that, you know who's really been faithful to us? Our fans. And so right now, I'm gonna throw it to Sean, who has an update for all of you loyal people out there. That's right. Well, hey, After Buzzers, our network produces after shows for nearly all of your favorite TV shows. From dramas, reality TV, sci-fi, and more, there's no network that works harder to serve television fans. But we need your help. 
We're asking that you please subscribe to one or more of our YouTube channels. By subscribing to our channel, YouTube will suggest content that's tailor-made for you, and you'll help af- you'll help AfterBuzz continue to grow. And if you're worried about pesky notifications, don't be, because they're optional. So, hit that subscribe button now for this channel, and check out our other AfterBuzz YouTube channels as well. Let us know you did so in the comments, and we'll thank you on air. For now, thanks for being the best fans and for helping us be the ESPN of TV talk. And make sure you like, comment, subscribe, share, do everything you can, and let's get it popping. Yes, and anywhere with a podcast, you can listen to us. Um, so if you don't, you know, feel the vibe of our faces, I guess you can just listen to our lovely voices. I'm, yes. I'm making it ugly. It's, it's, it's all my fault. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> Self-deprecation at its worst. Okay, so let's move on to what this episode, again, was all focused about, intimacy. Mm -hmm. Hence, let's talk about sex. Um, But as Dr. Jessica said, we're not actually trying to make the couples hook up. We're just trying to make them more emotionally vulnerable Mm -hmm. with one another. Which can lead to intimacy. Physical intimacy, sure. So what she said is the couples have already worked on their initial bonding and then their initial vulnerability, which will lead to intimacy. And so for this exercise, they did 10 Things I Like About You, which was kind of a fun little throw at 10 Things I Hate About You, one of the (laughs) greatest teen movies of all time. Um, Anyways, I think that this was a very telling experiment. Yeah. What... Did you both... Ashley, let's start with your thoughts. What did you think? Was it mainly beneficial? Or did it almost put these couples at risk of crossing the line? I mean, I think the one who I'm most drawn to discuss, as obviously, is Kenya. And the fact that she was not able to even initiate. She thought it it was inappropriate. The walls. The walls were, were high. Mm-hmm. So I think in their case, it made Tony probably really miss miss his sweet wife, who is probably only a few miles away right now. Probably miss, missing Kenya. Right. No. Missing, missing Angela. Angela. So many spouses. Mm-hmm. So many spouses. Um, mm-hmm. I think that this this has, this exercise was crucial because mm-hmm. let me tell you something here. Um, based off of what Doctor, excuse me, not Doctor Charles J. Orlando said about. Um, <laughs> Grateful, being grateful, appreciative, and having empathy. I started trying this out with with my girlfriend, and like we start, we do this once a day. We we mention what we're grateful for and what we appreciate from yesterday, and what we're looking forward to in the future. That's nice. And and I I think that that is so powerful. Like I I didn't realize how much of a difference it made in a relationship when and uh, when you focus on affirmation. That. It's yes. really positive. Yes. Positive affirmation. It goes goes a while away. And it goes a long it's a good way. Thing. And, yeah. and when they're doing this in this exercise, this is probably one of the most important things I've seen because they're they're practicing so that they can do it for real with uh, their actual spouses. And the fact that that some of them felt uncomfortable doing it. Um, is is like you said, it's very telling that they, they've got to get over those walls, at least with this stranger, so that when they're with somebody that they're intimate with, they can have an even better connection. This is an okay. excellent idea. So I was a little bit thrown because, Ashley, you said you were most drawn to talking about Kenya. I'm most drawn to talking about Angela and Charles because this was a 10 things I like about you exercise. Immediately. Charles is like, I love this about Ooh, you, Kenya. Good and, catch. And they both were saying, I love this about you. Oh, I love this yeah. about you. 
And I was very uncomfortable. Now, uh-huh. this exercise had them looking directly at each other, eye contact. Right. How many of you can keep on eye contact? How, ma- how many of you? You two. Can you keep <laughs> eye contact for more than 30 seconds? If, do you I, think? if I have to. Yeah. Okay. For if a challenged. game. Or like well, a camera like, around me, I will. There are something sort like Rosalind and Reese. They were not keeping the eye contact Charles and Angela were so fixated on one another. They were holding hands. Mm-hmm. I honestly thought, <laughs> yeah. in, a, in addition to that hot tub moment they had later on, I thought something was going to happen. I don't know. I'm not sure I would believe them if they said, oh, no, nothing ever happened. Because huh. I just feel like it's very telling when you're in a natural setting like that where it's just literally you and another person. I mean, sure, there's cameras in the background, but you're going to use the word love? That's just going to flow out of your mouth? Yeah. yeah, that's a subconscious thing calling out, saying that they're more attracted than they think they are, maybe. Yeah, and the fact that Charles called Angela a blessing, mm-hmm. I was like, yo, dude, you're going to get your heart broken because I really don't think that Angela is vibing. Like I said, I don't think Angela is vibing with him as much as he is with her. And I think it also is puppy love a little bit. He's make the test of time. He's, I don't know. He's, uh, actually, I think if they had met in a different world, I think that they might have yeah. worked out really well together. They have so many similarities. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they say opposites attract. But I'm not sure I believe in that notion. Anyways, the point being is that I thought the intimacy project for them was actually detrimental. Too because, much for them. Yeah, I don't think... I think it was slightly... It was just uncomfortable for me to watch, mm. so I can't imagine their oh, I spouses. Loved I loved it. Oh, <laughs> Ashley's like eating yeah, it up in the corner, eating it with the popcorn. Let's make the twenty things you love about each other. Uh, I, I honestly thought that they might run over. Whereas then you see people like Reese and Rosalyn, and they were struggling. At, in le- hmm. at least in my opinion, it looked like Ross Reese was like, "You're a good listener." I also think he's fixated on Diane. Diane. He's so fixated on Diane. Whereas Charles is like, So they were just distracted through their exercise? Well, that was also really uncomfortable. It's not... Tony, I don't think, is romantically even, like, attracted to Kenya. Maybe, like, I'm sure he thinks she's pretty, but he was like, you're a great traveling partner. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's not. It's not. Yeah. It's not. That's the words they're saying. If somebody complimented me, you're great sit in the car with for two hours. I'm like, all right. <laughs> but I think what's interesting, though, about so about Reese saying how he's very closed off is mm-hmm. I think in a relationship, he is more of the attacher, the one who is... The clingy? No, not the clinger, but in a relationship, oftentimes, would be... Well, in a, in a relationship that has some troubles, mm-hmm. there's oftentimes one who is more avoidant and then one that is a little bit more of an attacher. Mm-hmm. Both, the, both forms of anxiety. So I think that we're seeing with Reese is he is very attached, but to Diane. So he's just like, give me Diane, give me Diane, give me Diane. Mm-hmm. So he's not he's not present. He's not being mindful. I totally mindful. agree with that. Yeah, Whereas Charles is like mindful AF over there in the moment because yeah. he's Staring just straight focused. at yeah. Angela. I love that you are just so like there for me. Yeah. And even with and even if the previous episode, like Reese is just not connecting with his partner for the purpose of the exercises at all because he had to go to the uh, the expert. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he called Charles. Yeah. He, but also, I don't think I also think that maybe Reese. 
remember when they when the experts originally came in and asked them about um, the problems they were having? Mm-hmm. Diane was like, "Oh, it's more of this and this," whereas Reese was like, "Nothing I can think of." Right. And it's like, oh, what? So I think that maybe he was more kind of okay with the way things were, whereas hmm. Diane was the one who's like, something's got to get. And I think we see that with Diane and Bobby because Diane and Bobby have. I think what they've really created is a friendship. I think they're going to they're be really, really good friends. Really mm-hmm. good friends. Um, and I think that they trust each other because they are kind of the opposites attract. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they really balance each other in a way that, you know, Diane was a little bit afraid to do some of the more adventurous stuff. And Bobby was afraid to be vulnerable. And yeah. I think they really complement one another. Um, but when you think about how they're going to apply that back to their real relationships, it's really weird because I honestly don't see many similarities with Rosalind and Diane. And, I mean, there's a little bit of the close-offness mm-hmm. with Reese and Bobby. Yeah. But I think that with the Intimacy Project, it really was beneficial for um, Bobby to hear all those, like, positive things that mm-hmm. Diane had to say and vice versa. And, you know... At the end of this, I kind of hope that they're friends because yeah. they can be each other's support. You know, if it if it gets to a point where it feels like emotional cheating on your spouse and they end up sticking with their original spouses, then I don't think it's a good thing. But mm-hmm. I think I think Diane and Bobby right now, if they you know can, were to continue a friendship, it would be really good for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I don't see that necessarily happening with any of the other couples. What mm. do you think that? So actually, you're like I shaking your head. So. Over I don't. There. Yeah, I don't think that. I think that. Yeah, I think that Bobby and Diane have found yeah a friendship. Mm-hmm. So they have benefited in that sense. Mm-hmm. And but I think then that yeah Ke- uh, Kenya and Tony. I think Tony is kind of like really missing Angela mm-hmm. and also mm-hmm. feeling kind of bad for Charles. Okay, so Mm. that actually brings us to our next topic, which is conflicts. Mm. And we saw a couple of, like, boiling points in this episode. Um, One of which, I think, was when Dr. Jessica came to talk to Tony and Kenya. And I'm going to be honest, Dr. Jessica was, like, low-key throwing Kenya under the bus. She's like, well... Sometimes people are on their high horse. But here's the thing about people on their high horse. They're oftentimes alone. And it was very, very... Yeah. Uh, it, was sly, it was good for her to say that. But I yeah. think it was very, very beneficial for her to say that. Because Tony had expressed, um, you know, he felt like uh, Kenya had been throwing Charles under the bus a lot uh-huh. and then when dr jessica came in and kenya was like i didn't feel comfortable that he was, was like tony was like yo now yeah. you're throwing me under the bus this is repetitive yeah. behavior right and so, so that was a huge conflict yeah, yeah and she's got to get that dealt with because like it's it's like she just bottles up everything and then lets it out at the wrong time so the mm-hmm. earlier she can get used to letting things out in the beginning mm-hmm. the better her relationships with all people whether it be friends uh spouse or you know, yeah, but I think that's why she has all those walls because she's she's safe behind all those walls. So mm-hmm. That's why it is. It's very very brave that she that all of them, but that she did on, took on this whole switch sure. therapy, you know. But I think that this is going to be very beneficial for her as long as she is able to actually be self aware enough to realize that people aren't attacking her. But this is really how mm. she's being perceived. Well, yeah. so that's a big thing about reality TV. People watch yourself, and you have to be like. 
you can either be like editing, 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 or you can be like, well. Oh, that's something I didn't realize about uh, yeah, myself. I yeah. Well, the thing that I'm interested in with Kenya is the conflict that is inevitable with her and Angela. Because as she oh, yeah. said, I just think of Angela as a sloppy drunk. And that was, you know, her, that to each their own. Mm-hmm. Everyone is entitled to their own opinion. But do you think we are going to see a conflict arise between the two women or maybe a conflict between Charles and Tony? Like, battle over who likes Angela, loves Angela more? <laughs> Lucky I, Angela, I right? think that a couple of them are, are going to feel like getting physical, but they won't. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think... No one wants to be like Puck from Real those, World, right? you know? <laughs> those are conflicts that we might see in next episode. Um, in the next episode. But the, in this episode, some of the conflicts, I think, were one spouse feeling like they weren't getting enough from the other. Mm -hmm. So I think Bobby and Diane are an exclusion. Um, And I think this week, Tony and Angela were, I mean, sorry, um, Angela and Charles were. But I felt like Reese kind of dropped the ball Mm -hmm. again with Rosalyn. And I think that it was interesting when Rosalyn defended Bobby. Did Mm. you guys pick up on that? So in the car when they're driving back, Reese was like, well, I feel like Bobby was disrespectful. And Rosalyn said something to the extent of, well, that makes me upset. And Mm. that was also during the time when she was saying, you know, I I don't want to be with somebody like Reese. I want to be with somebody like Bobby. Yeah. Um, so do you feel as though some of these switch therapy couples are actually kind of like gravitating away from each other? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And that they would be one of them. Definitely. You th- who else do you think is? Uh, Tony. Hmm. Well, I think at the very last moment of this episode, Tony and Kenya, because uh, Tony was just he, he that that must have been awkward for him to just be sitting there and thinking things were OK. And then all of a sudden it's like, wait a second. Oh, all of a sudden Kenya has this uh, wrong with she felt like she couldn't open up because of me. And so. Yeah. But did you notice that when Kenya started to cry, she he like had her yes. his arm around her and, and was kind good. of just. Yeah. Because I think he's still good. they there. still have to. I mean, you're still human, you know, and I think it's hard to see somebody else. Struggling and oh, for like, sure. oh, God, okay, yeah. hold together, man. You know, I'm gonna be okay. <laughs> we got, got this, we got this. <laughs> but I think it's kind of in, it's in level. So, what you're gonna have, you have uh, Charles and Angela, and they're like, like it's getting hot and heavy. Like, they might hook up. Mm-hmm. And then you have, you have Bobby and Diane who are like really good friends. And yep. then you're gonna have like Reese and Rosalind who are like, oh, you know, this was this was like an okay thing I learned, but I miss my person. Mm-hmm. And then you have Tony and Kenya who are like, not no. Yeah. Yeah, because hey. even Tony, another conflict between Tony and Kenya was Tony wasn't even get really putting himself in the process. He was saying, you know, I've been so fixated on helping Kenya, I haven't even thought about oh, what true, I want true. for myself. And um, that's what he needs to work on so, himself. You know, he was pretty quick to judge Kenya, but it's not like he's doing a whole lot of work either. And I think they all have some interesting self-reflecting that needs to happen. Yeah, yeah. Now, I have a couple of questions, and this is my special segment. Okay. Uh, So, (laughs) there, you know, I know you guys were very confused about the intimacy level. Um, I was going to, like, trick you out and be like, no, stare into each other's eyes. I've had to do that before. I do that in Spouse House. 
Well, did it you have a fun weird. time? During that, no, but overall, yes. Oh, okay. Well, I know that was fine, too. I'm good with whatever. I'll do anything. Okay, so the questions that I want to ask you as a part of this special segment are a little bit unique and okay. things that I'm not sure the regular viewer would notice, but hmm. um, they're, like, really random thoughts that I had. All right, we'll start out with the first one. The first one, Dr. Jessica comes into the house and, you know, for most of the show, I felt like we haven't seen much of the opinion. Oh, sorry, microphone. We haven't seen much of the opinion from Charles J. Orlando and uh-huh. um, Dr. Jessica or their bias hasn't been shown. Mm-hmm. But she comes into the house with Charles and Angela. And she says something that I want to know if you guys noticed. She said something along the lines of, Angela, what do you want for Charles, like, what advice can you give him? What kind of support? And I thought that was really weird because she did not ask that in turn from Charles to Angela. It was like, hmm. look, we know that Charles' relationship is really broken. Yeah. And I think you know that I know that we all know <laughs> that this relationship yeah. with Charles and Kenya isn't going to work out. So let's give him some positive reinforcement. Mm-hmm. So did you think that that was a little bit, A, unprofessional, B, just flat out weird, or C, indicative that, you know, they're trying to almost prep Charles for a breakup? Uh, I agree with the last thing, but the first two, I disagree. I I, I think that... Mm. So not A, not B, but C. Yes. yes. <laughs> they, yes. they may have actually asked both asked both of them... But it was just a better answer that was given there. So I don't really, I don't take that to, I don't, I don't think that they are anyone with production is trying to sway anyone to do anything like anything like big like that in terms of breakup with their spouse or not. Right. I think that was probably just just good TV. Really? Yeah, yeah and I trust her being the professional to ask okay. the right questions when the time is right within the episode. So that's that's why I, I yeah, I think it's just... Maybe she did say something about it. It's, it's quite obvious that Charles is very taken with, you know... Right, yeah. and so that was Nobody her... Nobody can deny that. that. That was her bias kind of being made known, and mm-hmm. I just... I, I don't know how I feel about that. So I wonder if she was trying to... And, and forgive me if I repeat anything, but maybe she was just trying to draw Charles back from being too attracted to Angela mm-hmm. and remind him of what the point of the show was mm-hmm. subconsciously. He's like a moth to a light right now. Yeah. That's a good. Another and, great. And Angela is just a ray of light and he's all about it. Hey, he <laughs> is her blessing. He is her blessing. Yes. Okay. Um, because we don't have that much time, I'm just going to ask you guys okay. one more question. Okay, so this will actually lead perfectly into our predictions, which is our next little closing out portion. Do you think at any point in this show, Diane has given off the bitch vibe? Because she said something that I was really taken aback about, saying... Yeah, I'm afraid Rosalind's going to think I'm a bitch. No, I'm sure she's probably probably said that because she's concerned of what Reese is telling Rosalind. Really? But Reese doesn't open up. No, but maybe she doesn't. She doesn't realize that or she doesn't she's not or that's, all, that's maybe her own concern that she's projecting because she knows that obviously she's the alpha whereas Reese is, you know, the, the like the more the the, the, the beta. Be- yeah. 
Yeah. It's I, a so uh, therefore, it, if one were to be mean to the other, mean it would more likely be the alpha to the. Yeah, I just maybe I'm a softy with words, but I I just don't like to use that word. So I would call it more of Diane is just like a strong, powerful woman, yeah. and I I I I think that. I mean, like, I'm just using the words yeah, that Diane that's what they gave gave yeah. the alpha. I know. I just. Yeah. I, I don't know. I know. I mean, you know, um, uh, mom raised me right. Sean likes to keep things PG here. <laughs> I apologize. I'm literally just quoting what was on the show, but I thought that was interesting yeah. because I never got that vibe no, from her not. at all. Yeah. And so it was just really odd. And then this will translate well into predictions. You know, we see a glimpse of Diane and Rosalind's meeting and Diane says Bobby's a feeler, and Rosalind, you know, throws back, that's bullcrap. That's not true. And I think that is a source of tension. Hmm. Um, It'll be a conflict in next week's episode. But that's why I'm wondering, did you guys pick up on any vibes that there was some type of, like, edge about Diane? Because I know I did not. No, but but there would would be no no reason for for Rosalind to think that Diane was was a bitch other than through what she hears about her. Hmm. So that's what I'm saying. I think that's just her, just her hmm. own concern, and that's like whatever whatever you are concerned about, she's just projecting. So I would be afraid that somebody would be like, "Oh, they're gonna." I bet she's gonna think I'm clingy, you know. Interesting. That's like my concern. Am I clingy? You know. So I would think that that would be my okay. concern. A bitch, nah. No one's a bitch. All right, <laughs> Sean. What are your predictions for next week's episode? We're, hmm. We only have two episodes left, guys. It's crazy. Yeah, that's insane. Um, I feel like Reese and Bobby are going to really conflict and argue in the beginning, but they'll actually have some sort of realizations from sharing the information with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as Kenya meeting Angela, I don't think they'll get along at all. I just don't. I see no way of anything good happening from that meeting. Mm-hmm. And... Diane meeting Rosslyn. I think that's going to go well. And then, oh, Tony and Charles. Ooh, I'm, that's going to be some trouble. That's really? what I think. Okay. I don't, Lauren. I don't project. Ashley, I Lauren. Don't predict. I literally just called you Lauren. That was so inappropriate. And Sometimes so I'll rude. answer anything. Don't worry about it. Um, just kidding. <laughs> uh, I think that, I don't think there's going to be really any issue. Ah. I think that, because I really do hope that. We're, we're you're you're an optimist. You're like, I want it to work. Everyone's great. Everything is awesome. But I think that, I do think that they are going to quickly realize that, what are they calling it, the summit meetup? Something like yeah, that? Yeah, summit meetup. Sounds very, like, it Sounds start, very start political yeah. and really weirded me out. Uh, the the summit, summit meetings. The we're going to meet meetings. up. Yeah. Well, it sounds very, 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 like. Proper. Very legit. Yeah. Um, I mean, po- politicians have yeah. summit meetings, uh-huh. so it. Teach their own. I don't know if you want to look into that, read into that. Mm-hmm. Continue. I think that they're going to quickly realize that that is a huge, there's so much to be gained from interacting with somebody who's lived with your spouse. Mm-hmm. And hopefully that they're able to step away from their egos and just be like, that whoa, is- let's get down to the nitty gritty. And, and, and so well, much to learn. What a cool experience. And the only thing I got to say is I think they're calling it the summit meeting because they got to sum it up. Okay. Yeah, okay. Sum it all, up. all right. That is a, that is a that is a prediction we will have to uh, figure to out next in. week. Now, um, a prediction I have mm-hmm. is that things are not going to go well with Angela and um, Kenya. We see Kenya in a preview sobbing hysterically, and 
we know Kenya doesn't cry, so that's not a good look. And we yeah. also see Angela saying to Charles later, pulling the ripcord on this one, dead on arrival is your relationship. Oh. Um, so, I mean, she didn't say that, but that's kind of how I interpreted uh-huh. it. I also have a prediction that we will have a guest next week. Um, we, Ashley and I may or may not have been um, a little bit, you know, in the clouds and thought that the guest was this week, but we are so sorry. Our guest will be here next week, not this week, obviously, because it's, it's just the three of us. The no guest I'm the right guest. Now. I'm the guest. Yes, Sean is hey. back. The childish Gambino. <laughs> this is America. Um, so, did you guys know that uh, Sean is a childish Gambino Donald Glover lookalike? What up, twin? Hope you're doing well out there. I'm trying to, you know, carry carry the thing for you. you know, make sure everything's good. <laughs> you know what? Let's talk about where we can find you on social media, Mr. Donald Glover 2.0. Absolutely. Uh, my regular Instagram is at Sean Paul Payton. And for Donald Glover, it's at Donald Glover's double. Oh, okay. And I'm at Kinda Kind with Ash Lauren. Or you can just go to Kinda Kind. Find all my stuff there. <laughs> And I am Caroline Bear, your host, and thank you guys so much for coming again. And you can find me, wow, at Caroline J. Thayer. For some reason, I always have a hard time conveying where you can find me, but I just made a new Instagram. So if you'd like to give me a follow at Caroline J. Thayer, please do so. We will be here next week. We can't wait to see you all. So please tune in. We'll be back, um, what's today, Wednesday, Wednesday at 8 p.m., talking seven-year switch. Bye, guys. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 